Okay, so moving on to assessing patient characteristics during an appointment. So with the blood pressure guidelines, the new in 2017, so this is the new version, not the old. So an adult blood pressure classification for normal, the systolic is less than 120 and the diastolic is less than 80. Elevated is 120 to 129 over still less than 80. The hypertensive stages, so for stage 1, is 130 to 139 over 80 to 89. And stage 2 is greater than or equal to 140 over 90. Hypertensive crisis, there is a hypertensive urgency when the numbers are greater than 180 and or the bottom number being greater than 120. And there is a hypertensive emergency when the top number is greater than 180 and or the bottom number is greater than 120 with target organ damage. So it's classified as an urgency just with the numbers, but when it turns into an emergency, the patient is having organ damage. And some associated terms with that, so the systolic, which is the top number, is the pressure against vessel walls during contraction. The diastolic is pressure against vessel walls during relaxation. So I think of it as the diastolic, when we die, we're in the ground, like on the bottom. So, and that's when our body is relaxed because obviously we're not alive. So um, think of diastolic as that's when we relax. The systolic is like we're contracting and diastolic is relaxing. So with the pulse guidelines, definitely need to know these. 60 to 100 beats per minute for adults uh, is normal. At birth is 130. Second year is 105. Fourth year is 90. And the tenth year is 70. So it is normal for young children to have higher, higher um, heart rates. But... Um, so it's important to know that if you have a kid in your chair, but still know the guidelines. Um, we can measure this at the radial thumb side of the wrist is the most common when um, in a dentist's office. Carotid, which is the neck. Brachial, which is the elbow we use for, um, for checking blood pressure. And the femoral, which is the inner thigh. Associated terms with that, brachycardia, which is a slow pulse, and tachycardia, which is a fast pulse. Moving on to respirations, 14 to 20 breaths per minute for adults. First year, 30 per minute. Second year, 25 per minute. Eighth year, 20 per minute. And 15th year, 18. Same thing as um, pulse that they um, they have higher whenever they're younger. Bradypenia is not enough breaths per minute and tachycardia is too many breaths per minute. So it happens in hyperventilation. Temperature. 
normal for adults is 37 degrees Celsius, which is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Normal range is 96 to 99.5. Adults over 70 have an average temperature can be slightly lower. And associated terminology with that is pyrexia, also known as a fever, where the body temperature is over 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, and hyperthermia, which the body temperature is over 105.8 degrees Fahrenheit. In hypothermia, body temperature is under 96. Moving on to our ASA classifications. Um, one, can receive elective treatment. Normally healthy patient without distress, um, no um, non-smoking, and a healthy. Two, ASA 2, can receive elective treatment with caution, make modifications if necessary. So they have mild systemic disease, can climb one flight of stairs or walk two level city blocks before needing to stop. These um, include controlled hypertension, social alcohol drinker, current smoker, pregnancy, obesity, and ASA 1 with a dental phobia. ASA 3 is can receive elective treatment with caution. So serious non-capacitating systemic disease can climb one flight of stairs or walk two city blocks but requires more testing before completing. These include poorly controlled diabetes or hypertension, stable angina, alcohol dependence or abuse, active hepatitis, COPD, implanted pacemaker, morbid obesity with a BMI greater or equal to 40, and a history of an MI, CVA, TIA, or CAD stents with um, less than three months ago or greater than three months ago. Um, um, Number four is ASA-4 should not receive elective treatment until ASA classification improves to a three. So these include life-threatening, incapacitating disease. So cannot climb a flight of stairs or walk a two-level city block due to fatigue or shortness of breath. These patients include ones that have had a recent MI, CVA, TIA, or CAD stents less than three months ago and unstable angina, and symptomatic COPD. ASA 5, not a candidate for elective treatment. Their death is expected within 24 hours, and they are terminally ill. Most likely not going to see any of these patients in our chairs. And ASA 6 is brain dead and, um, and prepared for organ donation. Moving on to our head and neck examination uh, palpation. So digital using uh, one single finger. By digital, finger and thumb of the same hand. By manual, finger or fingers and or thumb from each hand. Bilateral, both hands to examine corresponding structures on each side of the body at the same time. So extraorally, we need to um, look at the skin. There's no inflammation, no swelling, no growths, free of disease. Um, 
typical areas of examination, uh, we need to look at the symmetry and size of the head and neck, changes in color of the skin, texture, lesions, um, TMJ, lymph nodes, if they're all um, symmetrical in size, density, fixed or movable, and lips, changes in vermilion border, size and shape, oral evaluation. Normal examination of oral dental tissues includes no inflammation, coral pink firm gums, pink tongue, pocket depths of three millimeters or less, absence of bleeding, no gum recession, absence of pathogenic plaque and calculus, absence of attachment loss, and, um, and intact tooth structure. Terminology common used to describe abnormalities um, arrhythmatis, which is red or inflamed. Leukoplakia is a white lesion that does not rub off. A nodule is small, firm, palpable above or below the surface. This is kind of a long list, so bear with me. Um, pedunculated, which is a narrow base on a stalk. Sessile is a wide base. Hypertrophy, increase in tissue size due to cell size. Hyperplasia, increase in tissue size due to increase in number of cells. Papule is small elevated growth. A plaque is a slightly raised, broad, flat top, paste on appearance. Macule is small non-elevated lesion. Vesicle is a fluid filled blister less than five millimeters in size. Abula is fluid filled blister that is greater than five millimeters um, in size. Corrugated is wrinkled in appearance. Fissured has deep grooves and papillary is a rough surface with small projections, cauliflower-like. Terminology commonly used to describe gingival conditions. So localized, um, single tooth or a specific group of teeth. Generalized, greater than 30% of our teeth. Um, Gingiva is involved around all or nearly all the teeth. Marginal um, changes that involves the free or marginal gingiva. Papillary involves a papilla, but not the rest of the free gingiva. Diffuse is attached gingiva is involved as well as the free gingival. Chronic, long-term, acute, um, suddenly onset color um, using terms such as dark pink red bluish red um, coral pink to describe the gingiva um, using the form describing the contour which is knife edge which is normal anything else rounded blunted cratered flattened bulbous clefting and festoon is not density um, stippled is normal fibrotic spongy smooth and shiny is not attachment and bleeding. So bleeding is usually the first indication of an active disease and is never normal. Moving on to GV Black's classifications for caries and restorations. So class one is the occlusal areas and buccal or lingual pit of posterior teeth. Two is posterior IP. Three is anterior IP. Four is anterior IP, including the incisal corner. Five is the gingival cervical third at the facial or lingual. Also includes root caries. 
and six is the incisal edge or cusp. Terms commonly used to describe the loss of tooth structure. So attrition is tooth to tooth wear caused by bruxism, grinding, or malocclusion. Abrasion is the mechanical wear of the tooth caused by external oral forces such as brushing. Erosion, chemical wearing away of the enamel, um, as we said before with bulimic patients. Abfraction, mechanical wear of the tooth structure caused by internal forces. Next, we're going to move on to angles classification of malocclusion. Class 1, mesionathic molar relationship. Same as normal with malposition of individual teeth or groups of teeth. So that is our um, normal. Class 2 is retronathic or retrusive. So the molar relationship. The buccal groove of the mandibular first molar is distal to the mesiobuccal cusp of the maxillary first permanent molar by at least the width of a premolar. Division one, mandible is retruded and all of the maxillary incisors are protruded. Division two, mandible is retruded and one or more of the maxillary incisors are retruded. So division one is where the front incisors are tilted out of the mouth. Division two is when they are pointed inside of the mouth. And class three is prognathic or protrusive. So the buccal groove of the mesial of the, sorry, the buccal groove of the mandibular first permanent molar is mesial to the mesiobuccal cusp of the maxillary first permanent molar by at least the width of a premolar. Malrelations, crossbite. One or more teeth are facial or lingual to normal position. Edge to edge, incisal edges occlude. End to end, cusp to cusp occlusion. Open bite, lack of incisal or occlusal contact. Overbite or underbite, vertical overlap of teeth. Overjet or underjet is a horizontal distance between the teeth. In midline deviation, midlines do not align. So deposits, review of plaque. So initial plaque is gram-positive streptococci. When established plaque is gram-negative rods and spirochetes. Can be supra or sub, loosely adherent and attached. Review of calculus. So mineralized plaque attaches to acquired pellicle, provides bacteria a rough surface to exist, and irritates gingiva. Salivary... Um, pyrophosphates affect formation. So I just want to go back to the plaque because we're supposed to know the exact bacteria and just want to make sure that that is um, remembered. So the initial plaque is gram-positive streptococci. Established plaque is gram-negative rods and spirochetes. So think about like the worse it gets, the more negative. So when that plaque first gets onto our teeth, okay, yes, we can get it off. It's initial plaque. It's gram positive. Positive, yes, I can get it off. But if it's established plaque, then um, it's a little bit harder to get off. And that turns into gram negative rods and spirochetes. Type of stain. 
um, black, usually located on the cervical third of the facial and lingual surfaces, caused by iron, insoluble ferric sulfide, and gram-positive bacteria. Bluish-green, results from the inhalation of metallic dust. Brown, typically results from poor oral hygiene in our dark-colored beverages, such as coffee, tea, fruit, juice, and red wine, which is what we most likely see. Um, dark brown in black results from tobacco use, also something we see commonly. Orange, locate, usually located on the anterior teeth, caused by chromogenic bacteria and plaque that results from poor oral hygiene. Yellow brown can be caused by chlorhexidine or stannous fluoride. And green caused by chromogenic bacteria, fungi, or gingival hemorrhage, typically results from poor oral hygiene.